All right, hey everyone, welcome to Fighting Words, episode five. This week we're talking about UFC Fight Night, Darius versus Saryukian. If I can ever pronounce those correctly, yes, I'm still sick, but here we are, still pumping out podcasts and talking with my co-host Tyrell Payton. Welcome back, Tyrell. How we doing? Good, man. It's great to be back again. Um, I'm looking forward to diving into just uh, this fight card we have coming up this weekend, man. I look forward to discussing these fights. Yeah, man. And you know, and you know, some some of the people who listen to this podcast could be like, "What the heck? Why aren't you talking about the prelims? Why aren't you talking about certain fights?" Listen, we want to talk about the fights that we care about. That might sound casual <laughs> to you all, but hey. We ain't, ain't nobody got time for that, you know. We're we're just a couple guys that love the UFC. We're, you could go listen to other podcasts for all those deep dives and analysts on all these other fights that you know we don't really know about just yet. But yeah, man, I'm excited. You know, we had that break last weekend with uh, with just the holidays and everything. Not only personal lives, but also the UFC didn't have any fights that weekend either. Would have been nice, but hey, you know, I feel like. Uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder when it comes to UFC cards, um, especially when they're missing um, either a week or two. So I'm glad that it's back. And we have such an amazing card to come back to for a fight night. I mean, what a, what a way to round out the end of the year, huh? Yeah, crazy. I mean, crazy card. Crazy card, man. I, I'm I'm really happy uh, that this card has come together like this. Um, some bangers on here, man. Yeah, no, and 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 to kind of to get the night started is that Sean Brady versus Calvin Gastelum fight. I mean, talk about a a, a a fight I'm very intrigued by for multiple reasons. One, to see how Sean Brady bounces back after his first loss, but two, this is the first time we've seen Calvin Gastelum fight at welterweight ever. Or did he fight? I think he might have fought he a used, couple of times. He used to, yeah, he yeah. used to fight there. This is his first time going back to 170 in a long time, right? So I, yeah, I mean, if he could get his diet under, under under control and he can actually do it, hey, I'm about it. So, uh, anyways, what do you think about this first fight? Who you got? What's 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 on your radar for uh, for this fight between Sean Brady and Kelvin Cal- Gastelum? Yeah, um, I think the the biggest thing I'm, I'm I'm looking for is just like you mentioned, Sean Brady bat- bouncing back uh, to see mm-hmm. how mentally he gets back in there. Um, he's been off for about a year now since he fought Bilal Muhammad. Um, and he just looked like a shell of himself in there with Bilal Muhammad, man. And I feel like Bilal Muhammad's striking is not that great. And Bilal pretty much broke him with his striking. And right. when I think of Kelvin Gastelum striking, it's superior to Bilal Muhammad to me, man. His his movements, I, I think he would be a lot tougher to hit. Um, I, think, I think Kelvin's slick, man. I, I think for me... I think Sean Brady's really good, man, and I. It sucks, you know, but I think sometimes when you you take a loss like that when you've been undefeated and it turns out the way it did for him, I think sometimes it's hard to get back off that that stool, man, and get back in there and get in that win column. And I think that he's going to lose again. I think Kelvin's going to beat him if Kelvin. Yeah. yeah, I think Kelvin gets it done, man. Um, I I'm assuming it'll go to decision. I don't know if we'll finish him. I think Sean's pretty tough. Um, but uh, I think Kelvin, man, I, I'm leaning toward Kelvin for this fight. What about you? I'm riding with you on that. You know, I it's, Kelvin needs to stop making mistakes. That that is the thing that I have criticized Kelvin the most out of his um, kind of fall from you know 
being a title contender against Izzy to, you know, this kind of middling middleweight where, you know, he wins against the guys who he should beat and he loses pretty, you know, devastatingly to like the other guys. And granted, he hasn't been knocked out. None of that. Just, you know, he makes silly decisions though. Like how he, you know, really got outworked by Darren Till in his previous fight and then got a heel hook submission from Jack Hermanson. Who's really just the gatekeeper of gatekeepers in the middleweight division. Um, you know, but you know, I, I try not to disrespect too much because I think that this could be the, the turnaround for Kelvin. Uh, and I think he could be a really exciting addition to the welterweight division. As we've said that, you know, welterweight is not in the worst state it's been, but it's definitely a stale division by right now. Um, yeah in terms of at the top. And I think him injecting some life into that could be exciting. I hope that he gets it done during Sean against Sean Brady. You know, I, I know I've talked to you offline before we even started this podcast about my thoughts about Sean Brady. I was like, man, this guy's legit. And then, you know, he lost to Bilal and I'm like, I could definitely, like, this kind of woke me up to some of the things that are still a problem for Sean, specifically his striking. You know, I, it's not that great. Um, I think it's, he's a wrestler turned boxer, um, which we, we know how that goes. There's a ceiling for that until you have more experience. Yep. And I don't think that, you know, um, I, I know it's been over a year since he's last fought, but I don't know if a year can really turn that around through some of the flaws like just not protecting himself the way he should not fighting intelligently or attempting to shoot like, and you know, Calvin's a pretty sturdy guy. I mean, he's not the biggest dude in the division by any means what five nine hundred seventy pounds he's an inch shorter than sean brady so it's not like sean's going to be going up against this you know short guy and you know we know kelvin he's powerful dude so i'm riding with kelvin i think he's legit i think this could be his comeback fight in terms of oh hey we forgot about you but you're actually pretty and a pretty amazing fighter so yeah that's who i'm riding with I, I, yeah, obviously I said that, that was my pick too. And one last thing I kind of want to mention about Kelvin is just look who he's been in the in the in the cage with, man. I mean, he's fought the who's who's, man. I mean, I mean to fight Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier, Izzy. I mean, those were big fights, and Sean Brady hasn't been in there in those kind of fights yet. And to me, I think that's also a lean in, in Kelvin's favor for this kind of fight, man. Just like being game for it. I think he. I think Kelvin is like, I'm going back to 170 because I want to make a good run. And Sean Brady's a great contender to put him against. And I bet he comes in very motivated. I, I bet you he gets on weight very easily this time just to prove people he won't miss weight at that at 170. And um, yeah, I, th- I think he beats him, man. So yeah, I, I really do. Yep. Well, I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah. I mean, still, I think it's going to be a fun fight regardless. Um I mean, next fight on the card is Rob Font versus Davison Figueredo. I mean, talk about a fun fight for Davison to be kind of his first Oof. one to jump into the bantamweight division. Definitely not the ideal matchup for him, though. And no. I'll say right up front that I think Rob Font handles this everything every, every way to Sunday. I mean, Davison's yeah. you know only an inch shorter than the guy, but he's got uh, what? No, three inches shorter than the guy, but he's got you know even more in terms of. Sh- short um in terms of his reach i mean he's 71 to 68 i mean that's that's enough to tell me that like hey maybe davidson's not the 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 guy for this fight this it just 
he's a little older, you know. I know I think I think him and Rob are around the same age, but a little older in their career, definitely both in the back, you know, back nine of their careers for sure. Um, but I I think one Davison obviously was cutting a ton of weight to get down to one twenty five. Um, there's no question about that. That definitely definitely took away from him. But I don't know is the amount of damage that he's accumulated. Um, as uh, on top of the fact that really this is not a great matchup for him. Like I just, I don't know. I don't see his strength, not only not translating, but I think it will translate, but really, I don't think he gets inside with Rob's boxing and Rob's got incredible boxing. Say what you will about, you know, his losses, but his losses have been to the top guys in the division. I mean, he lost to Jose Aldo, which, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Cheeto. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Corey, okay, yeah, absolutely. Those are the guys, you know, if Jose was still here, they'd be in top five, all of them in the top five. So, I don't know. It's not an easy easy route to a victory for Figgy with a size disadvantage. And also this being a new division for him. How many times have we seen, <coughs> excuse me, guys go up and not really uh, be able to, you know, swim in these bigger waters, I guess, for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like, um, although I know he was cutting a lot of weight and it was pretty tough for him, I, I almost feel like 135 is going to be too big for him. Um, like it's just a weird thing for him, almost like if they had a division in between, it'd be better off for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think Rob Font is a nightmare matchup. I think Rob Font's going to jab his face off. Um, right. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what he can do in this fight to gain an advantage, um, or win rounds. Um, I know that at this, you know, at one twenty, one twenty-five, you know, he's strong, so he was cracking people with that division, and maybe his power does translate over. I have a hard time thinking it's going to, um, but I also think he's gonna have a hard time landing punches against Rob Font, um, and I think just those fights with um, Brandon Moreno broke it. Yeah, uh, fighting a guy that many times, him being tough as nails. Obviously, winning, winning. I mean, beating you. The you know, what are you beating? Is it uh, three, two, or is it four fights? What? I think it's. I think it's. What is it? Hold on, I have them right they in fought, front of they me. They fought four times. They fought four times. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a draw and then two losses. So it's yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that does a lot to you, man. Um, training for the same guy over and over again, um, and then then moving up into a different division with more killers. Tough matchup for him. I, I don't see it going his way. I hope it's a competitive, fun fight. I hope he surprises us and makes it a dog fight for three rounds. Um, yeah, I mean, he's but, got the talent to do that. I mean, there's no question. And I don't think anybody's doubting Figgy's talent. I just think that there's yeah. a lot of things riding against him. And it's not like for Rob sure. Font can't, you know, stuff a takedown either. I mean, he's he has had his own submissions. You know, I don't yeah. think that he's uh, someone to mess around with, that's for sure. And I think this is yeah. just a hard, hard fight for Figgy. I, I don't know how he comes out clean with this. If it is clean, it's going to be a dog fight. And, I mean, he is what is in his nickname, the God of War. So, I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Let, let's see it then, Figgy. Let's see it. But I, I'm riding yeah. with Rob on this one too. So, um, yeah. on to the co-main event. We've got Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green. Um, and talk about a fight that I really did not expect to be booked because I thought Jalen Turner was going back up to 170, uh, just due to his weight misses, due to his, um, really his size. Oh, big man, that's a big dude, man, huge, huge for 155. 
Um, I thought Jalen Turner's, you know, last fight with, with uh, Dan Hooker was insane. Um, and even his previous fight before with, you know, Gamrot, those are both losses to top guys who in the division who are legitimately amazing. Um, you know, Gamrot with his wrestling and Dan with his heart. I mean, that was definitely fight of the year contender for me between those two guys. Um, but yeah, it was you know, insane. If I got to be honest, you know, Bobby Green, he's in the twilight of his career. Uh, I don't mean to disrespect him. He's had some really good wins against Grant Dawson, who he just turned the lights off on, which I was very happy about. Um, and then you have the fight with Tony. You know, he submits him uh, in the third round. Um, but then, you know, he's strung together like kind of like inconsistencies where, you know, he had the no contest with Jared Gordon, which was – you know, I thought it was going to be a, a good, fun fight. Um, and then you have the loss to Drew Jober where he just gets flatlined. And then again, Islam beats him. So I don't, for me, it's kind of a hard fight to choose. But if I had to choose um, of who's more chinny, I'm going with Jalen Turner to win uh, by knockout in the first round. I think uh, Bobby Green doesn't know how to handle head kicks. Um I, I do respect his striking a ton, but I think Jalen Turner is going to sneak one up high and he's going to get him that, or he overwhelms Bobby green and submits him. Like that's the other way that I see that going, but I really don't think this is going to be a fun fight for Bobby. Um, I just, there's some power behind Jalen Turner's hands and kicks. He's a young kid. I just think if he makes weight, He's going to still be a problem in this division, and I don't think we can forget about him just yet. So that's my two cents. What do you think? Yeah, I um, I agree. I think, um, you know, I like Bobby Green. I do like Bobby, and he's a gamer. But uh, there's a uh, – I feel like a, a big talent discrepancy here. I think Dalen Turner is supremely talented. Um, obviously, he's had some tough losses to some top – level competition i do think that the dan hooker fight may have been more favorable for bobby green because they would have gotten there both just kind of it would have been like a dog fight and have been fun to watch i think that the length of jalen turner and <clears throat> his kicks and stuff and it's right it's going to be i think he will be overwhelmed by this mm-hmm. um and bobby's boxing won't get him through this matchup that i can see him getting finished as well i don't think he makes it i know it was Bobby was supposed to fight a five round fight against a Dan Hooker and has been reduced to a three round fight, which then favors Jalen Turner um, on short notice. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Jalen. I think Jalen finishes him in like the second round. I think he is TKO finish uh, for Bobby, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean the thing is with Jalen. I mean he's got six inch reach on this dude. Like not only yeah. the fact he's got four inches on him height wise, like. I love Bobby's heart. I love that he's still fighting. I mean, that's definitely one of those guys where you could have been like, all right, see you later, dude. Like, you're done. Like, no no more. And, like, Dan Hooker definitely brought the fight to him. There's no question. I mean, because Dan was also comparable size-wise, but, like, Bobby ain't there. Like, you just got too many no. things running against you, my friend. Yeah, it's it's just going to be hard to, to see how he can pull an iron out of the fire. But, you know, obviously – a day and it over till it's over. And I I can't ever count Bobby Green out, but I just I don't like the odds for him. And and I wouldn't even be surprised if Bobby was like, All right, I'm done, guys. That's it for me. Yeah. Like I, I could yeah, potentially I see see him being retiring after this fight. Um uh, but who knows? So 
All yeah. right. On to the main event. We've got Benil Dariush versus Armin Saryukian. Benil Dariush, one of the f- top guys in the division, we considered potentially a future title contender, then just gets absolutely mollywopped by Charles Oliveira. I mean, talk about a just thrashing in the cage. Um, and then we've got, I mean, he's the most exciting guy, I think, in the division for lightweight right now. And I, he's the most disrespected guy, too. Um, Armin Saryukian. I I don't even know where to begin with this one. I'm going to let you take it away, um, and then I'll have some thoughts. But, Oof. man, I'm excited for this fight. It's going to be a great fight. Um, um, obviously, I'm a huge Charles Oliveira fan, so him beating Benil was great for me. But it sucked for Benil Dariush. I think Benil Dariush is uh, a very good fighter and someone easy to, to kind of root for. I don't, I don't ever, I've never really had like a, a problem with Benil Dariush. Um, I think this fight is going to be very fun. Um, you know, I, I, as I'm thinking about it, I, I'm having like flashbacks of Benil versus Gamrod, and that kind of worries me for Armin um, Sarukian. But at the same time, Armin is just a tank in the way he does things. And I don't, I don't know, man. They have about the same reach. Actually, Armin has more reach, like a, a half inch more than Benil. Um, I think Benil's just game, man. I, I'm not going to quit on Benil. I think Benil, um, I think Benil's a, a slightly better striker than Armin Sarukian. I think Armin's wrestling is really good, but I mean, I think Benil's also great at wrestling and grappling. So I, I think I'm going to lean with the old dog here. I mean, I mean, give it to Benil Dariush. Although I think Armin Sarukian is a very, very great up and coming competitor, uh, contender in the division. I think Benil gets this done, man. I think it's going to be a close fight, but I think Benil wins. I don't think it's going to be anything flashy where he finishes him. I think it's going to be maybe a split decision win for Benil Dariush. What about you? Yeah, I, I disagree with you there. I think that Armin's striking is 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 a level above Benil's. Um, I I know that Benil has his has power. There's no question. I mean, he he thuds some guys. There's no question about that. But you go back. I, I just recommend you go back and watch the striking exchanges between Armin and Gamera, and then also the grappling. Like we're talking about guys who mirrored each other in almost every way, shape, and form, and I do think that Armin won that fight. Whether the judges decided to judge that correctly is a completely other. Uh, it's one of the most horribly called fights of. I could not understand how on earth you gave that the unanimous decision to Gamrat. I'm sorry, but this is insane. Um, but all that to say is, you know, Armin outworked him. Uh, in that fight in terms of the striking and yes, Gamrock got his takedowns. Yes. Gamrock got it. You know, you know, he did what he did, but I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, six of 21, what Gamrock had against the takedown totals and, you know, Armin had one of eight. I mean, these guys were, you know, flying across the cage with all of their grappling exchanges I just don't know how Benio gets it done because he's much more traditional takedown um, guy. You know, he's very Greco Greco Roman focused. Um, I just don't see how um, really Benio has much to offer in terms of this fight, like trajectory. Um, I think that there's a much faster, a much hungrier, a much more talented guy 
in the division that's coming up to fight you. And he sees this finally as my opportunity to knock somebody out of this spot and actually start staking my claim in this division. I, it's a problem when you get these young guys that are prospects that are big, that are fast, like it is just a problem. And I don't see how Armin has a way to lose this fight. I don't know how Benil really could put something together that would be kind of noteworthy to to defeat him. Now, granted, it's a three-round fight. Anything happens in a three-round fight. And Benil's power is definitely something to not scoff at. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think that this Charles fight shook him up. I think Benil had a lot of confidence after that Gamrat fight. and was like, yep, I could beat Charles. Uh, obviously, there's levels to this, and Charles is definitely above that. But I don't think the degrees of separation between Armin and Charles are that big. And I think that Benil's going to find that out pretty quickly in that fight on uh, on this Saturday. Um, now, I said three-round fight. It is it is a five-round five. fight. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, isn't it a five? I'm pretty sure it's a five. Yeah, it's the main event. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was the co-main. But, yes, no, it's the main event. And, again, I just – we haven't seen enough of Benil – main eventing to really even know if he can make it all five rounds. Like what's his gas thing? Like, I don't know. Like he's never had a main event. So I, there are a lot of questions I, I have around Benil that I don't have as much around Armin. Um, but we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I, it is a, it is a kind of a 50, 50 coin flip fight for me. That's why I'm not like picking Benil by KO or, you know, Armin by, you know, submission. I think it'll be a really I, th- I think you're going to be surprised at Armin striking. I think I would definitely recommend you go back and watch how he fights. It's weird to see that he's younger than me by two years and he's just an absolute tank, but <laughs> golly, but no, and, and, and I'm a little by, I'm sp- letting my bias speak a little bit here. I think Armin is uh, besides you know, Charles and Islam. I think he's the best fighter in the division. Um, and I think he's a very close number three in that division. And I think, if he can string this one together, maybe kick Justin, uh, not Justin, well, actually Justin or Dustin out of their spot. We're talking about a new champ potentially. So, you think, I think, you think he could, uh, if he got another crack at it, he could be Islam Makhachev? Yeah, I do. I mean, man, he's big. And he was the guy who literally went the distance with Islam and gave him the most problems. Like, that's insane. Like, When's the last time we ever said that? Uh, like Charles really didn't, you know. Volk. Uh, yeah, Volk. Okay, yeah, Volk. Which, and then we saw how that turned out for him. Then, granted, <laughs> we're talking about the same thing here, like potentially with a rematch. But I don't yeah. know, man. Everybody gets better. It just depends on you know who shows up the night yeah. to fight. And uh, yes, yeah, I, I think yeah, Saruki, I think he's really talented, man. I do, I do. Um, I think I'm just. Yeah, man, I don't know. Obviously, I, I definitely think taking a bad loss does impact you a lot, like Charles beating Benil, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Some, something's telling me to lean toward Benil Darius. And, obviously, we're going to come back and talk about it next week uh, after the fight, and we'll know for sure. Um, hopefully, this time, um, I have more accurate picks than you this week, so I can brag <laughs> about it a little bit. Um, I think we picked... I think we picked pretty much the same people besides. Yeah, the except for the main event. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, I'm right on this one. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think it's going to be a very close fight. Like I said, I call. I think I yeah, I said it was going to be a split decision. Went for Benil Darius. I definitely could see it being very close and be one of those things where like, hey, make him run it back because it was so close. Um, but 
if I'm being honest, as just a fight fan, I would love for it to be like one way or the other, somebody finishes the other person very quickly. I love those. I, I love when someone just like stakes their claim as to being like next or being up in title contention. So um, I think that this does go to a decision for either one of these guys with a win. I don't think it really moves. I don't think it moves the needle at all for him. Unfortunately, I think both of these guys need a statement win uh, to make themselves be considered. Obviously, we saw Benil lose his last one, but like for Armin especially, like one of them beating Benil Dariush by a finish would do a lot for his career and get him another a higher level person. So. Um, or at least get him up in that title contention. So I'm hoping for a finish one way or the other, honestly. But I'm leaning toward Benil if I have to pick. If I was a betting man, I'd pick Benil in a close fight. That's fair. Hey, I, I, I disagree with you. I think it does more for Armin if he wins. I think it definitely doesn't do as much for Benil if he wins. But, you know, I, I do think these guys are exciting regardless. Lightweight is just an insane division. Um, I'm just – I'm excited we're getting a lightweight – main event that's not you know dustin or justin as it has you know <laughs> i feel like it's been them involved in some way shape or form and i really hope that this means that we're kind of making the turn for a uh you know for a a new breed of lightweights uh to come through so we'll yeah, see hopefully we'll see man hopefully so man yeah hopefully so yeah regardless it's gonna be fun either way and I'm excited to see how the fights shake out. So, um, yeah, uh, everyone, stay tuned for next week's episode where we kind of break down what the fight, how the fight went. Obviously, if I'm right, I'm going to brag all up and down in front of Tyrell. <laughs> and then, if not, then Tyrell is going to tell me, "Hey, uh, pay per views are not my jam, but I can pick fight nights." So it's going to be fun, regardless, man. Oh, so. a little slight, a little slight diss there. Say I can't pick the big cards, but I can pick the the fight nights. <laughs> hey, hey, this is fighting words. Yeah, so I, you're you're right. Got to do. Got to do what you're I got to right, do. You're right, man. <laughs> no disrespect, just a little, you know, little jabs. We'll see. I guess we'll, no pun intended. We'll see. We'll see who's more accurate for two ninety six. Okay, that's what we'll. That's what we'll see. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Tyrell, thanks for joining me again this week. It's always awesome to get on the pod and chat all about it. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. If you haven't already, please do so. And uh, drop us a five-star on Spotify. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Catch you later, man. Yeah. Yep. See you.